Hey everyone, I'm the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarain. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we talk over some gaming highlights from the past month. And uh, happy new year, guys. We made it to 2023. Uh, It's been a pretty good year for gaming. We're going to have our own video looking back on the year. But for now, December. Kind of quiet. Because <laughs> I guess over Christmas, there's not really companies aren't really announcing much. They're kind of saving it for the you know the February direct and whatnot. So it's been pretty chill. But yeah, um, they're all just kind of it all gets announced like for December. So it's like people yeah. like for Christmas. Nothing actually gets like announced and released in in Christmas time. So we're kind of just chilling. Everyone's buying like various popular games, and that's about it. And we did have, of course, at the start, the Game Awards, which is the big thing and is going to be probably 60-70% of this video. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. We're going to just get started on here now with our first segment of the podcast, Can't Have a Podcast Without News Baby, where we go over those news highlights. And if you want to use the timestamps in the description below, you can check out different sections. But first story, like we said, it was the Game Awards 2022. We got our winners, and uh, before we go over the big one, I'll, I'll list off some Nintendo highlights we got. Um, Splatoon did win Best Multiplayer Game, Kirby did win, uh, and The Forgotten Land won Best Family Game, Bayonetta 3 won Best Action Game, and Tears of the Kingdom was most anticipated for next year. Any thoughts on any of those, Guy? Um... Not hugely. I mean, it's all kind of like, you know, best family game is always just, what's the, the cutesy Nintendo one? And yeah, I guess Splatoon 3 getting multiplayer actually surprised me, but it is quite a solid game when you ignore the, the disconnect thing that people have had. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, overall, like, it was nothing that really bothered me too much. It was nothing that was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure we just had our eyes peeled for Xenoblade the whole time when, when I was watching it, so... Yes, yeah, we did. It was whatever. <laughs> I'm, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom for next year, you know, that makes sense. I'm very hyped for that. And uh, I am glad that Kirby in the Forgotten Land won something, because that was genuinely a really great game um, when I played it. So I'm, I'm glad it got some recognition in here. More than Xenoblade got, at least. But um, what, moving on to that, of course, Game of the Year. I think we all saw it coming. It was Elden Ring. Elden Ring yeah. and... Um, God of War sweeped half or more than half of the Game Awards at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think you can't say like Game of the Year was undeserved. I'm sure Elden Ring was a fantastic game, but man, they did not need to win as many as they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that got me was the best score, which is yes. what people actually thought. Because no one thought Xenoblade was going to win Game of the Year, let's be honest. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but people thought that it might have had a chance for best score for, with uh, Yasunori Mitsuda. And it lost to God of War again, like everything else did that evening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it kind of is a shame, but you know, they're not going to be perfect since the Game Awards is not got renowned for being like 100% accurate. It, it's of course going to be subjective. So they have a type, a type of game they that do. wins, you know. And yes, it's just like, I mean, I played God of War 2018 and. I thought the soundtrack was fine, but I don't remember anything special about it, you know? I'm sure it was decent enough, but when hmm. when in the Game Awards medley we got, when everyone's raving about the Xenoblade section and the legendary Ooh, flute guy yeah. who was 
going off on that flu. That was incredible. The fact that that's got so much attention is, you know, but tells you enough that Xenoblade should have won soundtrack of the year. But it's the Game Awards. I knew what we were getting into. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that you've got to hand it to Flute Guy. You know, he's yeah. kind of he was the real highlight. If you ignore whatever happened at the very end. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he he just played his heart out. We had like four different flutes across that one performance, which was mm. crazy. Um, he absolutely played his heart out for Weight of Life. Um, you know, you really can't complain about that. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to from Xenoblade from the Game Awards. Mm. The, the awards themselves Although, are meaningless. Uh, yeah, it was not worth staying up until like four in the morning for. I, <laughs> I did that, and I don't know why. You poor soul. I just stayed up. I just stayed up that late watching it, and yeah. like it was that was the one thing that was cool, and it was like twenty seconds long, and I was like, "This is not <laughs> worth it." Like that was very cool, but it was not worth watching. I was um, very happy to just look over the minimal highlights there were the next morning. <laughs> yeah, it would have been much more worth my time to do that, or just watch, read like an article. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's just the game awards are the game awards. It's they didn't do anything too surprising. Um, yeah. Yeah, Xenoblade not getting best score despite being, I think like people are saying it's around like ten hours longer the soundtrack than the other games and being consistently bangers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, outside of that, it's whatever. It's the game awards. You know? Yeah, and there were a few. Of course, we always get a few trailers there. There wasn't too much here, but I want to give a few highlights of uh, reveals we got at the game awards. Um, first of all, I know Kai, you're going to be resident sleeper for this point, but uh, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor got a new trailer, which I am, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, I'm hyped for. That showed off a lot of cool new things such as being able to ride animals across using different forms of lightsaber combat, such as dual wielding, using a grappling hook, using a lightsaber to like slide down a wall. It basically seems like they're taking the original and just adding so many more mechanics to it and making it even more fluid than it already was, and um, yeah, I am very hyped for this. This is up there on one of my most anticipated games of next year, and that's saying something, because next year's bloody busy, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it looks pretty good, I'll, I'll give you that, you know, really something. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I, I do want to quickly shout out a um, a certified EA moment, because <laughs> I um, was looking at... They, they announced a deluxe edition, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I was like, I'll see about that. I might be willing to put some money towards it to get some cool stuff. Literally, it is 20 quid more, and it comes with six cosmetics. That is what you get for 20 oh. quid. Two character cosmetics, two droid cosmetics, and two weapon cosmetics. Like, Come on, EA. That is peak EA, I think. <laughs> it is. You look at like the Xenoblade expansion, which is like 26 quid. Already the first wave comes with six cosmetics and items, and we're getting many new characters and story content and a full new game in there. And <laughs> EA. <laughs> EA moment, certified classic. Exactly. But um, on the topic of DLC, let's go to something which is, hopefully, it's better than EA, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Fire Emblem Engage announced that they're getting uh, a, a season pass, essentially, which we do know is coming with some new, you know, the support characters from previous games that we've seen, as well as new story content down the line in the final pack, much like they did with um, Free Houses. But uh, for this specific first wave, we saw Tiki and uh, the three house leaders from Free Houses, Adegard, uh, Claude and Dimitri, as one joint unit. And it's, it's just nice to see them in there. 
I'm not sure if I'm going to buy this expansion pass. I'm, I might want to wait out to the further waves. But it's cool to see the game getting further support. I'm just sort of used to it at this point that games get season passes now. As long as the content's decent, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite funny because when watching that at first, we didn't know it was DLC until the very end of the trailer. Right. So I was just watching it and I was like, oh, cool, you know, these characters are, are also going to be in the game. Like, that's pretty fun. There's, there's a big variety. Oh, wait, it's DLC. <laughs> And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It kind of does, but <laughs> even still, that's, they that's should have maybe mentioned a... it as DLC at the start because I thought it was a main game thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched, I saw the trailer the next morning when it was listed as DLC, so I didn't get that, but that was a bit of a scummy way to set it up. <laughs> yeah, but eh, it's it's fine. Um, either way, the game's still looking quite interesting. I'm, I'm really mm. looking forward to when the game releases, seeing what people think, because I don't think I'm going to get it on launch. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it, it will probably have its ups and downs like every Fire Emblem game does. So hopefully there's more of the ups and less of the downs, I guess we'll see. Yes, I do plan to pick it up myself. So hopefully in, um, I guess, the end of February, uh, beginning of March uh, podcast, I'll have some words to say on it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there were some other things. You know, there was like a Final Fantasy 16 trailer I didn't really have much to say about. But the the main thing I wanted to end on here from Game Award reveals was Among Us getting an official hide-and-seek mode. Something we've been doing ourselves before, um, the best that we can, but we actually have since tried this hide-and-seek mode on Kai's stream, and it was really, really fun. It was just so well implemented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the sort of engine they have for Among Us is pretty pretty simple, but like... Mm. It does a good job. It's very simplified. You know, it's it's good. So the fact that they were like, yeah, well, let's just get rid of the social deduction and do this hide and seek mode that people have been trying to emulate and stuff. Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I I like when they they just do more, give more options, and uh, that mode. God, it's terrifying sometimes. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, I I am not afraid. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that I did in fact shit myself several times, metaphorically speaking. Oh, uh, metaphorically, oh, okay. that's an important distinction to make there, as far as you know. Metaphorically. But uh, it oh, is okay. terrifying because half the times you just don't see them cunning, especially when you have it so that you have the torchlight, um, so you can only see wherever you point that. I, and I didn't even play with... I had to play because I was in voice chat with everyone and I was playing on my phone. I couldn't even have sound effects on. So I'm sure when you add that to the mix, it's even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, because when the evil imposter is near you, uh, the there's like music that gets significantly louder. Yeah, uh, I think on the <laughs> default settings, it's really loud music. I needed to turn it down. Mm. So that was yeah, absolutely terrifying to hear, um, especially when they were on like the free time speed at the end of the game. And they just zoom towards you. It's 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 honestly like such a different experience to regular Among Us. Yeah. Um. But like it's it's so cool. It's such a fun new addition, and I'm glad that they've just added it freely to the game. It's it's very nice to see. Yeah, it's nice. There's quite a lot of customization aspects to it that you can figure out exactly how you want to play it. Find whatever balance works best for the amount of players you have, and also it worked surprisingly well on every stage where every map felt different in how you'd play it. Even the one, I can't remember its name, that has like the really long corridors, was a completely yeah. different experience. But it, when we got the right balance, it actually worked quite well. So it, it definitely was a great mode that is nice to have rather than having to try and make up our own versions. It definitely works better this way. <laughs> 
Yeah, because we already tried making our own versions, but it's never perfect. But the yeah. fact that they've just got it in the game now, and even the fact that, you know, they, they sort of made new things for it, like the music and the the meter that where they're close to you and the way that the imposter looks, they, they didn't just, like, slap it in. They mm. clearly put a little bit of time into this. So, yeah, it's definitely something to appreciate. And hopefully there's more to come from Among Us in the future because, you know, I'm pretty sure they're working on, like, maybe a fifth map and possibly some new game modes. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it because they seem to be still doing a very good job. Yeah, if you haven't played Among Us in a while, this is definitely a good reason to come back to it. If you can get, especially if you can get some a group of friends together and some voice chat in there, it definitely makes a difference. But um, that was really... Most of it from the Game Awards, that's all the highlights we're going to go over. And there wasn't much else news this month to speak of. As as we said, it's December, it's Christmas time. But there is one kind of huge news, really. And that is that in uh, the Pokemon anime, Ash Ketchum is being officially retired from the series. Of course, we had recently, he um, became world champion, I believe. We, we didn't cover that, but that was quite big news. And now we've seen announced that he's getting sort of a final short run of sorts, and then... We're getting two new protagonists in the next season or next series. And Kai, I'm, I know you're, you've watched some Pokemon anime. I haven't. So I'm going to handle this over to you. What do you think about all this, Ash being removed from the anime? Yeah, I've kind of... I've, I've only watched maybe half total of like all the anime, but like mm. I always sort of keep track of it. And it's this is a point that people have been talking about for years at this point of like, when are they going to replace him? Are they... Yeah. And there's a whole spectrum of opinions of, like, some people saying he should never be replaced, he's iconic, other people saying he needs to be. Um, and it's interesting that they've done it now, of all times. Um, I think it's interesting, I think it works, um, especially mm. because they made Journeys, for reference, Pokemon Journeys, which was, like, the Gen 8 anime, was not based on just Galar. Only, like, a short portion of the time was spent in Galar. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it was spent in all the other regions. It, was, it wasn't, it was like, a, you know, specifically a Gen 8 anime. It very much felt like the ending to Ash's story because he went back and saw, like, almost every one of his old companions and rivals. Mm. So it definitely felt like the right finale. And then to top it off, him becoming what is essentially world champion... Um, again, it's it's exactly what you'd expect to end the anime because, yeah. as the theme song says, he wants to be the very best, like no one ever was, <laughs> um, and and I guess he he has become that. So, in terms of like the story they've built up over the last season, it makes perfect sense for him to end being the uh, protagonist. It um, is kind of a point so... of where do you go from there, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, you can't just reset him to lose <laughs> against like a level five Snivy again or something after that. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not gonna happen. Um so, you know, I, I completely understand it from that point of view. I think that um, you know, now that they have set this up and made this happen, it is time for him to no longer be the protagonist. He's too strong uh <laughs> to be you know, uh, let's say because they've always got to cater towards like kids watching the series for the first time. And they can't just have, like, the best trainer of all time be, like, going through with a Fue Coco and, like, losing to a, you know, whatever level 5 enemy there is in the new region. Um, so I think it makes complete sense for there to be a new protagonist. Uh, and, and I support it. That being said, I don't really care for the designs of the two new protagonists that they've shown off. I think they're yeah. kind of... 
boring and and not very iconic you know i know that ash is quite hard to top because he's so iconic but these two just seem a little boring to me um kind of hoping that there'd be something more interesting Mm. um but it's whatever maybe my mind will change on that over time um but yeah this change was definitely needed i think it's just i'd rather they did it in a way that looked a bit cooler but that's fine yeah i guess there's a slight element of like uh you know sort of that you get like the mobile games that have takes on characters and it kind of looks like that version of a pokemon protagonist in a sense so i do see kind of Mm -hmm. see what you mean um but i mean like i said i've never watched the anime i don't plan on starting i've never been a pokemon fan in general but it will be interesting to see how these new characters are received because i mean ash has had quite the legacy longer than both of us have been alive so (laughs) yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely the right call it's just going to be interesting to see what the new step looks like in response to that call but yeah it's nice to see pokemon taking steps in both the anime and the games but that is really it for the games. That's um, that's it for the big announcements of December. So we're going to move on to our final segment of the podcast now, Games Time Baby, where we talk about the games that we've been playing over December. And I think we'll start things off with one that uh, we've both been playing, uh, together in fact, for a lot of it, and that is that the Mario Kart 8 DLC dropped. Um, actually, did we even play it together, Kai? I think I might have missed your stream. <laughs> Well, yeah, we both I think you were there for that one, actually. Well, we both played it anyway. <laughs> yeah, the new yeah, Mario Kart 8 wave is out with such castles as you know, Peach's Gardens, Merry Mountain, Maple Tree Way, Rainbow Road 3DS. We talked about how we were looking forward to them in the last podcast, and now that they're here, I think I can confidently say this might this is my favourite wave so far. It's very strong all around. <laughs> Yeah, this was just... I mean, if we're talking about the tracks alone, yeah, they're really good. Mm. You love to see all those those tracks that come back from, you know, DS, Wii, etc., etc. Um, overall, really solid. The tour tracks were good, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, overall, they just they just did a good job. I like how the music was remade for stuff like Maple Tree Way, but I want to give was a, a um... real highlight. <laughs> oh, yeah, but before you get to that, I just want to give a special shout-out to uh, Peach's Garden for doing the whole trick where the last lap is turned around. Uh, around. Mm. Talking about bugs, around. <laughs> the last lap is turned around. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> that, that took... Every time they do it, it takes me off guard. But seeing as this isn't even a tour track, I really was not expecting it. Um, but it really adds a lot, like being able to like fly through the hedges and over the top of the big plaza in the garden. That was a really cool moment. Um, I appreciate them mixing it up like that. But... They mix things up further, as you've got to experience, right, Kai? <laughs> yes. So not only do they have those cool tracks and, and the way that they've mixed them up, they added uh, the specific item mods that you can mm. do. Or oh, I say mods. You get the idea. Item selection mode. So what you can do now is whenever you're setting up these races to play with people, especially online, you can choose which items will appear and which ones won't. Yes. Um, you can select up to as many as you like, really. There's not, there's very few restrictions on that. Um, and, you know, as a result, we've just gone and been like, okay, how can we mess this game up as much as possible? And <laughs> we absolutely adored it. We did things like, you know, only blue shells. So every time someone's in first, they just get blasted by like 10 of them. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Um, you know, a similar thing with a couple other items like that, where, like, bullet bills, for example, 
we did bullet bills on excite bike arena um <laughs> so it was quite fun because what happens with a bullet bill is whenever you go into it uh the bullet bill goes to the middle of the road so it's mm. essentially just like a huge single file line of bullet bills the whole time and it's a <laughs> lot of fun to see um so you know we did a couple things like that and and overall it was just like it's it, it's one of those things where I thought we were going to like play it once, realize that it's not very fun to do that, and then not do it again. Mm. Unironically, it was really, really fun. Yeah, um, greatly surpassed my expectations. So yeah, just overall, like really good. Mm. Um, I feel like one of the real highlights is the fact that not only that, but there's a couple other things you can do where I've been playing around with the idea of like. If you were to do a Mario Kart competition between two different teams, then you can have each team like pick and ban items. So yeah, because what what you can do is each team has their own set of items. So you know, there's a lot of like things you could do with that, and uh, overall, just like yeah, it's it's really solid that they added that. Um, it's one of those things where like I'm surprised they've never done it before now. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, just like a really great addition, and that's really what's made this wave even greater than the others by a lot. Yeah, I, I haven't even yet to try that. I, I only played when it came out briefly with our friend Oliver, um, who we've had on the channel before for our Great Ace Attorney discussion. But um, but even in that, we didn't do anything crazy, but the only thing he did was just remove coins from the rotation, the item rotation, mm -hmm. which made it... I, and I barely even noticed it in first. Like, it didn't change the balance. I didn't suddenly feel like whoever was in first was OP. It just made it different dynamic of trying to keep your shells... And you felt more prepared to defend against the people below you, but not not yeah. all the time. It definitely it felt better, and just having even that small option to modify the game, as well as having the option to go all out crazy with items, it's really neat. And I'm definitely looking forward to on more social nights than that, trying out some of the other crazy variations you can do because there's an unlimited amount of ideas you could get from this, really. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely need to do it. I think what we need to do is we need to do it with someone who doesn't know that this update exists. Like Sam, <laughs> I was thinking Sam, don't yep. <laughs> tell him about it and just start just start the race with like only blue shells on and just see what happens. <laughs> just don't tell him. Uh, Everyone lets him go in first and then we all just let them launch at once, you know? Yeah. I like that's like, the real peak of the game. <laughs> like I thought of an idea of maybe having like one team have all shells and red shells and green shells and the other team have all ghosts and have a scene of who can they steal Ooh. in time. You know, I think there's so many possibilities yeah. you could do. <laughs> yeah, or if there's, like, some people who are, like, clear, you, you could have one where, like, I'm basically thinking one team, let's say they have, like, less players on it because it's uneven teams. They get, like, better items to choose from and stuff like that. There's so much mm. potential. Um, so I'm really Absolutely. looking forward to, as we get all the waves and, and, you know, revisit tracks and stuff like that, We'll definitely be employing this new thing to uh, just have a bunch of fun with it. Definitely. That's been so good, so much good fun. But um, Kai, what else have you been playing in December? Um, well, apart from the copious amounts of Splatoon 3 that have continued, <laughs> uh, because they have continued, um, it's mainly just been like chilling and, and doing other stuff, but I have played the demo of Harvestella. Uh, as yes. have you. So, I have, and I don't um, think I talked about it. Um, so. <laughs> oh, there we go then. Perfect opportunity. Um, so, yeah, of course, we both played the demo, which is the first 15 days of the game. Mm. Uh, or if you get to the end of Chapter 2. Um, you know, it's, it's a fun little game where you, you know, you 
harvest things, as you may expect. It's got the farming aspect, but then it's also got your RPG elements where you can go through little dungeons. And overall, like, it, it surpassed my expectations by a lot. Um, I thought yeah. that the visuals were solid, the uh, music was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a Squeenix game that delivers, for sure. Yeah, I think it definitely shines in, like, character like character designs and the music the atmosphere of it was really there and some of the visuals like even i mean it's not like a graphical powerhouse it looks good enough but like the visual design and like the giant i can't remember what it's called but like the giant light thing you can see from a distance and all the hmm. and as you go into like the forest and that these different environments all look great it definitely showed promise and of course you can't tell too much from a, a demo you know there's a lot more to come i do think that I found it hard at the start to struggle to like work out the farming, like how much it benefited me, because it really felt yeah. like what I was farming didn't sell for much. I don't know, I and agree. that's <laughs> that's one of those things that might change later. It definitely didn't seem as natural as something like I years back I played Sakuna, which is still one of my favorite games. I love that, and the way that the farming instantly fed back to your strength and how you essentially leveled up. I thought that was a bit more naturally intuitive and the connection was more clear there but it might be something that opens up later on i know our friend sophie sings her praises for the game and she's quite far into it at this point so i'm i definitely i don't think it has a place anytime soon in my in my backlog of games i already have to play because there's so much (laughs) but um it definitely stood out as like an interesting game that if i had the time i would be playing it (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, overall, like the game did end up feeling good. Uh, I did that thing where, in that first proper dungeon, um, you know, there's like those level twenty-three enemies. Were you yes. there when I did this? I, I was you there. Were, yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was pretty fun to to beat one of those <laughs> when I was like level eight or nine or whatever it was. Yeah, and just be like running around it and and healing constantly and. Honestly, I quite enjoyed that. I, I, that was sort of where I got to understand the job system a little bit, because you only get to see a bit of it before you finish the demo. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, the game seemed very solid, and if I didn't have a, a you know, just a piled-up backlog, then <laughs> I probably would have gotten it. The The story was, like, interesting. I don't know if it was good, because, again, only, like, two chapters in, but yeah. it was a little confusing, but overall, I'd be interested in seeing where it goes. Yeah, it was a good time. And um, I guess on the topic of the ever-growing backlog of things, uh, the the other thing that I played myself uh, this month to try and get further through the backlog, I played Ace Attorney 2. Um, Justice for All, I think it is, right? Am I right? Uh, oh, I don't remember the name. Probably. <laughs> it's the second one I of the original so. trilogy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... I had a good time with it. I, I know this is sort of seen as one of the weaker Ace Attorney games and I think I would agree with that having played it but even though I know like some people dislike I've heard some of the weirdness and craziness of this game particularly Turnabout Big Top one of the cases I won't say any specific spoilers but it's definitely goofy and it's out there (laughs) but I mean Ace Attorney always is and I still think that it, it was a lot of fun and it still came together well like even though it's really goofy and silly it still made sense within the stuff that it had established, if you know what I mean. And yeah. by the end of it, I think it came together in a satisfying way. Um, yeah, but I think my my bigger criticisms, to be honest, come with the 
the gameplay itself and some of the logic and reasoning of the uh, of the certain things you have to solve and present. Because, I mean, Ace Attorney, inevitably, you're always going to make mistakes because it's difficult to try and lead the player to think a certain way when there's unlimited possibilities of what could have, what could have happened and what could be the case. It's, it's never going to be perfect. But I've never failed so much as I have in Ace Attorney <laughs> 2. It was constant. Not just because a lot of the times it felt like what you had to submit wasn't the most obvious thing or was a bit obtuse, but also the game is constantly not just knocking like a segment of your health bar, it would constantly like this getting this wrong depletes two thirds of your health bar or half of your health bar <laughs> or all of your health bar. There were so many instances of that. And it just kind of felt a little bit unbalanced and unfair. And mm. To shout out a particular example, which I won't say any specifics for spoilers, but um, in the final case, there was a moment where you had to point out a problem in a picture, um, as you often do in Ace Attorney games. Mm -hmm. And if you got it wrong, it was an instant kill. You're out. But to really notice the problem, you had to view another piece of evidence. But when it sends you in your point to point out the problem, you can't view the evidence log. So you can't really spot <laughs> the problem. But it's an instant kill. <laughs> uh. I thankfully I had saved beforehand because I was saving constantly and I would recommend you do the same in this game um, mm -hmm. because you really needed to but um, it, there were a lot of moments that was an extreme example but there were a lot of obtuse moments like that um, which do bring it down however I, I, this sounds like I'm really negative on the game at this point but at the end of the day you can save and reload and that fixes it so as long as you're doing that yeah. you're going to be fine especially because I think Although the most, the answer wasn't always the most obvious thing, it was always, it still always made sense eventually. It, I never really had to like randomly submit something and hope for the best. I always realized, okay, that wasn't the clearest, but I see what they're going for there. And it was still satisfying to figure it out. And mm. in general, you know, those moments when you do figure things out, you feel like a badass. The way things come <laughs> together and the music kicks in, it's got its usual ace attorney business, your quirky characters the goofiness of the plot and the humours there. I don't think the music was as strong as Ace Attorney 1, like the the original, um, you know, objection theme and that for this game weren't as good, but it's still decent. And it introduced a lot of, like, you know, new stuff that I enjoyed, the um, unlocking people's uh, lies in the investigation sections added a nice oh, twist. Yeah. And Pearl was a uh, fun new character who, I mean, from my perspective, is basically like an iris. But uh, she served a similar purpose, <laughs> and she was fun. Um, so yeah, I I generally enjoyed this game. I think, although it had its problems, if this is the weakest entry in a series, this is a damn good series. And I know that next up I have Ace Attorney 3, which some people say is their favourite of all of the Ace Attorney games. So I'm in for a treat, I, I get the sense. So, good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think Ace Attorney 2 is kind of the one where after they, you know, made the first one and it was successful, they were, like, kind of fear testing the waters on how abstract mm. they could be with a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just lot, sort of figuring out how far they could go. So it was a lot of testing. But, yeah, trust me, the, the, the next one you play is what a lot of people say is the best one because uh, yeah. it's the culmination of the first trilogy. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it goes well and, and you don't lose all your life in you know one decision <laughs> yep and uh hopefully they I, I say this every time but hopefully they release the 3ds entries 
on the Switch by next year so I can line that up perfectly because I need yeah, to play them. Good. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. Um, so I just want to play them all. At the very least, I'm going to have to buy Layton versus Right because uh, that's not coming to Switch anytime soon. But uh, yeah, <laughs> looking forward to the rest of the series. And do you have anything else, Kai, or is that it for you? Uh, I think that's about it for me, really. Well, that does bring us to the end of this podcast, then. A shorter video after after our, our relay of Xenoblade breakdowns. It feels <laughs> odd, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very odd to be finishing <laughs> not over an hour, but hey, we've we've got more Xenoblade to come. Don't you worry. If anyone does like the hour long ones, <laughs> we definitely have. We're gonna have over the coming months. We've got some, or probably the coming month and a bit. We've got some more Xenoblade breakdowns on the heroes, the gameplay, and our general sort of thoughts on what the future of Xenoblade 3 and Xenoblade as a whole might be. So definitely stay tuned to the channel for those, as well as our regular monthly podcasts like these, and any other sorts of videos. You can find us here on Bunch of Jokers uh, on YouTube, or audio-only versions on places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And Kai, where else can people find you at? Uh, they can find me at my Twitch, at twitch.tv forward slash Faskarine. Um, you know, I'm still doing a bunch of random things over there. I've uh, just got finished doing a me CPU tournament and hmm. got a ton of plans for new things to do. So feel free to, to join in, um, as well as playing social stuff like we've mentioned. Um, then on the YouTube, the Xenoblade uploads are still going. Um, I believe around the time this comes out, it will be the end of Chapter 5 business. Yes, so... we are on good stuff right now. <laughs> I've been watching mm, them. <laughs> yes. Uh, look forward to that for anyone who might want to keep track. <laughs> Absolutely. There will be links in the description below to check those out, as well as a link to our friend Sam's Twitter, who uh, made our channel uh, thumbnails for the videos and our logo and all of the graphic design you see here. He stuck with us somehow for this long without being paid, so if you can just hold out a little bit more, I'll get him his KitKats. But yes, uh, thank you, Sam. And... Yeah, that's really it. So thank you so much, everyone, for watching. I hope you guys had a good Christmas, good holidays, and hope you have a good new year. We'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.